Hello and welcome to The Leaderverse with your hosts, Drew Lee, Lucas Sheradin, and me, Jesse Button. Today, we've got some really cool business examples and that of Ben and Jerry themselves. Talking about, there's no one single way to success. Also, Coach Drew takes us through the three building blocks of motivation, why we don't have it all the time, and help for those times as leaders when we're just not feeling it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leaderverse. So you were both just away at this awesome convention. Yeah. And we were talking a little bit before we recorded. Lucas, you spoke. I know that's really exciting. What'd you bring back? Um, you know, as we were talking before, one of the things that, you know, I've been backstage an awful lot. I've met, you know, the quote, big, some big name individuals who've either written a book or had, I remember one guy had a movie made after him. Um, and sometimes, real honestly, the person on stage, you like a lot better than the person in the green room behind. And uh, one of the cool things about this particular conference is I got to meet uh, one of my heroes. I remember uh, probably a, over a decade ago, my wife was picking up a bunch of books for me and says, hey, I think you ought to read this. I just read The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. So I think anything with millionaire in the name of it, she thought would be cool for me to read. And so she gave me this book called The Millionaire Messenger. And I'm like, who, who is Brendan Butchard? <laughs> you know, it's like, I've never even heard of this guy. And then I Googled him like, this guy's a kid. But then I read his book and it captured me as far as did I live, did I love, did I matter? And and so for years, I followed his stuff and I've enjoyed his speaking and what have you. What was really cool, though, is at this event, getting to meet him and actually introduce him and speak on the same stage as he was, which was surreal for me. Backstage, he's as impressive as an individual, authentically present. He was very locked in. I watched him backstage talking to other people, and whether it was a sound guy or uh, a hyperventilating coach or whoever, he was very locked in with whoever he was present with, which was an aha to me is that you can get to the top of your game and be present and be a real person. And I like that. That really, that meant a lot to me that um, he was like, well, DM me, ask me any questions you want. And so it's, I, I mean, I love the speakers. The stage was great, but behind stage was meeting some of these people that I've been very much a fan of to realize, man, they're just as great in person as they are on stage or in a book. That was really cool for me. Yeah, he was he was he was super nice. He was he 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 I could tell he was a little he thought it was a little awkward that I threw my bra at him, but uh, you know, he was <laughs> you know, he he everything else I wasn't was, gonna he, break that up. Yeah, he was super he was super polite. Um and and really 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 gracious, um, but you know I think that's I think that's the you know true values uh, people with people with true values um, they they're authentic and you talk about you know you've met people before and um, they're very different in the green room and you like them more on stage and I think that's where the authenticity shows up of who they are as a person what their character is as a person and he was a yeah, I got, it was, it was really nice having a conversation with him. And um, I told him, I said, you know, and this was a little bit of a fangirl. I said, it was like, I, I said, I feel like I know you because I'm sure he gets that a lot. Um, but I run, when I run, I listen to audible books and the last few books I've listened to were high performance habits and uh, the motiva motivation manifesto. And I did them back to back. So if, you know, if you've ever listened, listened to audible, that's like 12, 
12, 13 hours of the same person, you know, in your ear while you're running. So, you know, having a conversation with him live, um, it was a little bit of a just, you know, kind of a surreal experience. That's what's really cool is to me, leadership is about integrity. It's when what I say, do, and uh, think are all one thing, the word integer. When you find somebody who seems to be in alignment with what they write, what they talk about, that's super, super cool. I don't, I mean, the whole conference, the built out conference really was the, the lineup, the caliber of, of talent on, on the stage that we were sharing all felt that way from Ben and Jerry I listened to Ben and Jerry talk about their leadership journey and how real it was and how they didn't think they were going to make it. And they really, I mean, I think they got into ice cream just because the bagel, they thought about bagels or ice cream. And they basically got into ice cream because the ice cream machinery was cheaper than the bagel machinery. And they had, yeah, isn't it interesting to build an empire based on what was your, <laughs> what was your most affordable or the, or the yeah. least expensive option. I mean, I I would love for it to be, and it, it almost sounds too easy. And obviously, it was not an easy journey for them. But I'd love to say, you know, Jesse Lucas. All right, what? Is, let's let's pull our money together. All right, what's what's the what's the business that's the least expensive, or or the, what's the one that we could most afford? And let's just go there and become a household yeah. name. I mean, what could be better than that? Yeah, and, and, and it, was, it was kind of fun to watch that partnership unfold on stage, too, because it's obviously that Ben is the sales guy, the big talker, the big thinker, and Jerry would just look at him, and sometimes you would just see Jerry going like, you're just so full of it, Ben. I mean, it was like you could see that thought going through, but, you know, it's interesting because we see them retrospectively. We see them because everybody knows Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Man, to hear them talk about, they had they were just two hippies trying to make make their way through the world and they they talked about that and you hear the pillsbury company coming after them and how they started like almost a cult following with uh what was the slogan drew what is the dope what's the doughboy's problem with me or why is the doughboy scared or whatever they started they had shirts and everything and i mean the pillsbury attacking them actually worked in their favor and they took an adversity and made it work for them and I, and of course, I've, I've got a huge business crush on Jamie Kern Lima. Did I say that right? Jamie Lima uh-huh. Kern. Yep, Jamie Kern Lima. And believe it. And I never thought I would be so inspired by somebody in the cosmetology world. But her mission is so much bigger than makeup and covering up her own personal rosacea. It was about changing how we fundamentally see beauty. And uh, she talks about, you know, her body shaming and, you know, just her size and her looks and. I was like, gosh, when somebody is about something much bigger than their business, they're unstoppable. And here's my thought. I, I don't know about you, Drew. I was sitting in the audience listening to Ben and Jerry and Will Gerdera of Unreasonable Hospitality and Jamie Kern Lima and even Ben Burchard. And I'm thinking to myself, had Jamie Kern Lima not decided to take all those rejections, I wouldn't be blessed today to listen to her. Had she not handled all the setbacks and somebody actually telling her, well, nobody will buy your product because of the way you look. It's like, has she not endured that and overcome that and become a victim to that? I would be robbed of the blessing of listening to her story. And so what I'm thinking of like, what adversity are we facing right now that actually our mess will become our message? 
you know, that, that it's like the mess that we find ourselves in actually becomes the message. It's Ryan Holiday's the obstacle is the way. So instead of obstacle avoidance, let's just plunge through the obstacles. And I don't know, I was pretty, pretty jazzed up about that, that, about those speakers making choices so that they could be a blessing to me sitting in an audience at some point in life. It's kind of interesting that as, as I heard Jamie's story and she, you know, especially as a coach, she said, you know, she had hired consultants per se and, um, and, and the people from um, QVC to the consultants she had hired, they had a paradigm of this is the pathway towards where you want to be. You have to use these makeup models. You have to follow this path. It's A plus B equals C. And, and you've got to be in this box and operate in this space. And by the fact that she trusted her own instinct and went a different way, in spite of their formula for success, it just kind of leads us, you know, as all a reminder, there is not one single way to do this. There is a law of averages. Don't get me wrong. When you look at success in any particular field, you can look and say, okay, how have those that have succeeded before us done it? Because, you know, success does leave clues. And you can look at that as a, as a framework, but just know it's not the only framework. Innovation and success can live outside those walls. It can live outside the boxes. It can live when somebody goes on Shark Tank and the sharks say, this is a stupid idea, take it behind a barn and shoot it. And it ends up becoming a billion dollar idea. There are other ways to do things. And, and as a coach and as a business person, you know, I've got to remind myself not to get so fixated on everyone's way before me, that there are alternatives when you truly trust your instinct and your own value system. You know, Drew, what, I, I think of like, like Jamie and then even like Will with, uh, you know, his, his restaurant in New York City, uh, Ben and Jerry, um, I think of all the speakers and man, that's scary when transition is like imposed on you or when somebody says nobody's going to buy your product because of the way you look or the Pillsbury Doughboy is taking you on. Or I think Will Guerrero talked about, you know, coming in you know, 50th, coming in last place in a very important ranking that he was at. Mm -hmm. They don't know how the story is going to end in that moment. Like our listeners today are listening in like, you don't know how the story is going to end and it's going to end based upon your decision right now. And so Jesse and I were talking a little bit about another situation before uh, we started to hit record. It's like, how do you handle scary really tells you how great you're going to go. You know, it's how you handle uh, an imposed change and an unexpected whatever is going to determine greatly how you go. And you're either going to get underneath it or rise above it. And that, I wish we knew the end of the story. You know, like, I, 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 I'm bad about this, Drew. I, I like watching movies that I've seen a hundred times because there's enough tension to keep me interested but I know how the story is going to end. I know Darth Vader ends up being good. I know I'm, right now I'm binge watching an old TV show called Friday Night Lights about a high school football team. Well, I know how these things end. I know they win the state championship. I wish that life was that way. It's just not. What are we like in five years from now? It depends on the choices I make today. And I can't compromise on the choice I make today. And that's the leadership journey is we are writing the next chapter. Yes. Yes, there was a there's a quote by Tony Robbins that says, 
the quality of a person's life is in direct proportion to the amount of uncertainty they can comfortably live with. Say that again, buddy. Right, Jesse, Jesse, you need to write that one down, my friend. Because <laughs> I don't want to write it down. It's too painful for me to write down. But Jesse, you write, You need to hear that one. Right in the gut. Say it again, please, bro. The quality of a person's life is in direct proportion to the amount of uncertainty they can comfortably live with. And, you know, I heard Jamie's story of three years of straight rejection and going into debt and all of the conversations, you know, with the people around her of you're not the right fit. This isn't the right product. This isn't good. Can, can you just imagine the amount of uncertainty that would go through your bloodstream and, and being able to, I can't say comfortably live with it being able to live with it enough to continue to persevere and keep going. And those are the stories we look back and admire. Um, I'm, I'm traveling for a, for a, a speaking, a speaking uh, engagement this week. And so I was in a hotel and, and I was listening, I was watching the, uh, the movie last night, uh, King Richard, which is about Venus and Serena's father, um, Richard Williams. And his, his unconventional approach to their training, to their discipline, to their growth. And at the same time, the willingness um, to go and blaze a different path because of the belief that he had in his daughters and in himself that he knew the best path for them. And once again, when you've got professional coaches that coach world-class tennis players telling you you're wrong, telling you you're breaking the mold, telling you everyone who succeeded before you has gone this way. And, you know, the love of a father says, that's, that's great. And we're going to do it my way. All the while it could have absolutely turned out differently. And, you know, in all of these scenarios, but if that person doesn't keep pushing forward, we don't have the Venus and the Serena Williams of the world. We don't have the, the IT cosmetics and the, and the billionaire story of Jamie. And we don't have people that continue to break molds and, and, and give us new innovation. The title of her book is, uh, of Jamie's book is Believe It, correct? Right. Um, right. So I was having a conversation recently about uh, belief versus certainty, certainty. And essentially the idea is the opposite of certainty is not uncertainty, it's belief, right? There are two different things. You can either be certain about something or you can believe something. Two totally different things, the opposite end of the spectrum. So that's gonna so get Drew in touch with his inner Ted Lasso. I'm just letting you know that's where his mind went. So <laughs> believe. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Well, in some though. ways, I was just as you said that I was thinking as you know, but belief, so you know, belief can be certainty. You can believe something so strongly it creates Ooh. an inner certainty for you in mm-hmm. spite of the rest of the world. I mean, isn't that what faith is? Faith is a belief in something that people are so certain about that they build empires. 
or they destroy. Well, actually, Jamie said it from stage in the interview after the, the thing. She said, please be clear. There is a difference between self-esteem and self-confidence. Self-confidence is you just know you can do the job because you've done it over and over again. Self-esteem is, I believe I can transition. I believe I am good enough and worthy enough. I believe I am, you know, I, I believe in me, not just in what I can do. And I, I thought that was a big distinction that I've, because how much of our life, Jesse, we're, we're trying to prove that we matter. We, we're trying to prove that we, we're important. We're trying to get somebody's attention. We're trying to do something for somebody else's sake. And man, having leaders going around with self-confidence but no self-esteem is, it can be kind of disastrous. That's so good. Self-confidence being a belief in what you can do and self-esteem being belief in yourself. Yeah, I read psychology books so you don't have to. I mean, that's all. Uh, that should more. be that should be that should be somebody's TikTok tagline. I'm just saying, <laughs> Jesse. Just saying, at Jesse the coach. <laughs> <laughs> I think I walked away from there. I, this is what I, I posted on social this morning. I'm, I'm thinking about is, you know, we come back and Chris Suarez was really good about saying this. Don't come back to fire it out. But how do we have sustainable energy? You know, I I'm, I like going to conferences. I enjoy a book that stimulates me. I enjoy podcasts that really speak to me. I, I'm, you know, I'm doing a 75 hard right now. So I'm reading more, you know, more material than was typical. And 10 pages a day is, you know, fairly normal. So I'm really like doubling down on reading and listening. And, and I listen to Audible at, you know, 2x speed. So it helps me talk faster because I know I just don't talk fast enough as it is. You're on right? 2x? That's impressive. 2X. Yeah, 2x. I, I talk ridiculously fast. But I'm thinking to myself is like motivation from a conference or a podcast like this one or whatever, it tends to be short-lived. So how do we create sustainable energy and sustainable, you know, I, I wish I could just have Jamie pop in and motivate me, but that's not real. Or Tony Robbins come in and motivate me. Or I mean, you could hire Drew once a week to motivate you, but then the actually the moment of decision isn't when Drew's on the Zoom or call with you as a coach. It's what do you do on Monday morning when you just don't feel it? I'm, I'm thinking about how do we stay motivated? How do we stay energized? How do we keep really clear on getting better every single day? Because conferences are great. We need to go to them. Everybody on this podcast should go to Bill Tal in September in Phoenix. I mean, it's, it's, it's more than just real estate. It, I had my attorney there. I mean, there were people from all industries there. It was really profound and it was really, really good. But if that's not just a, you know, a mile marker on the journey, then it's, it, we don't live from conference to conference. That needs to add to the fire that's already going, not be the fire. Well, motivation is something where something, it's usually three things. It's something you're interested in. You have some capacity for, or um, skill set. It could be skill set. It could be capacity. It could be. Uh, Something that I, I have a natural inclination that, like, I feel good about doing it, whatever it is, I, I'm good at it, and I do it, and I have an inclination toward it. And yes. And then, and then the third one is it's a it's a positive outcome. Yeah. When you when you look at, you know, what's your ability, what is something you're interested in, and you combine that with a positive outcome or a positive expectation, that's what motivation is. Yeah. You know, you expect something good to happen. It's something you're interested in and it's something you're usually pursuing and you've got a capacity to do it or, or the knack. 
And those three things work together. But there are days that you're going to have doubts. And that's why motivation isn't something that you always have. When you, when you have that self-doubt creep in, there, then you start questioning yourself. And therefore, the confidence or the competence, it becomes a question. But can I really do this? You know, it's still something I'm interested in. It's still something I, I, I expect a positive outcome. But wait, wait a minute. What if it's not a positive outcome? Because those three things combined are what creates motivation. So if you ever say, well, I don't feel motivated. Yeah, because you probably do have some self-doubt or some self-confidence issues. You're questioning some things or you've had some setbacks. And those are the days where, like you mentioned, your, you know, your two-a-days on that 75 hard journey. Those are the days where your habits pull you through. So good, Drew. And if you don't have good habits that pull you through those, those rough days, and the days that you question and the days you don't have the confidence, if it, it, truly it's your habits that pull you through the days where you're missing motivation and inspiration. Because you'll get it Brent, in. What did Brendan Burchard say? He, he talked about that the self-doubt is just a sign of discouragement. He was it's really a sign of discouragement. That. He said, yeah, you're not lacking motivation, you're discouraged. Mm. Yeah, and he pointed a lot of things back to people. And it's like, oh, if we're just discouraged, there's yeah. an easy remedy for that. It's a lot more encouragement and help breed encouragement, right? Well, and that's so true because if you've, uh, I'm going to just speak to the real estate industry for two seconds. If you've ever sold a home, then you know you can. You know you can sell a house. If you've sold one, you know you can do it. It's no longer a question mark. Yes, you might say, can I do it again? But you've done it. You've done it before. It's the motivation is exactly that. It's a, it's a discouragement that says, can I, can I keep doing this? Okay. So motivation is it's a top, always in the top 10 Google searches. So people are always looking really? for motivation. Yes. And so I think the best that besides what, what Drew just said, um, how habits will pull you through when you're not feeling motivated. The best thing I've heard lately is when you're lacking motivation, you can rely on your determination. Like that's the, that's like the, that's the second line defense against going back to bed. When you don't feel motivated, you can, can rely on your determination. Well, and I'm also like right now I'm on day 28, 29 of a, a 75 hard. And if you're not familiar with 75 hard, one of the agreements you make up front. And by the way, none of the agreements in 75 hard are, are hard. Nothing's hard. Anybody could do a 45 minute workout and workout is a brisk walk. I mean, a, a workout is go outside and do yoga. A, a workout could be whatever you define it. Anybody could do a, a healthy eating plan because there's no specific healthy eating plan that 75 hard gives. It's just when you do them all put together and you do it on a daily basis. And what you find out is for me is do, are we, are we really committed to what we say we're going to do? Because then it's not a matter if I'm going to do it, it's how will I get it done. And I, I remember early in the, probably day six or seven, I had gone through an entire day. It was a rough day, a lot of attorneys, a lot of people issues. And I was, it was a very challenging day and I'm driving home and it's, you know, 730 at night. I'm getting to the house to eat, you know, dinner about quarter till eight, which is, and I go to bed by 930, you know, I mean, I'm early to bed and I early get up in the morning and. So here it is, almost eight o'clock. It is windy. It is freezing rain. It is cold. And I've got to do an outside workout because one of the workouts has to be outdoors. <sighs> now, now it's not, it's how will I get this done? It's 
I'm going to have to dress differently. I'm going to have to think about things differently. I'm going to have to figure out how to get it done. Uh, going to Bill Tao last week in, in Palm Springs, when I got there, it was super late. At, it was going to be super late at night. I knew it was going to be late at night. Uh, so it was like, okay, I need to get my outdoor workout in early. So get up a little bit earlier because it's you approach the day. How will I get it done? Not if I will get it done. Because if I'm left to negotiate with my unhelpful thinking, my unhelpful thinking is going to win. And so I, I, J, Jamie said something too that was really good. We don't rise to the level of our goals. We, we fall to the level of our self-esteem. Mm. And I'm thinking about that. It's like every time I pull up short, Jesse, it's because I just don't think I'm powerful. I don't think I'm capable. I, and I, it, that's disguised in, well, I just don't want to work out at eight o'clock at night in the cold, windy rain. Right. No, it's actually, I'm not powerful enough to do that. So the 75 heart has taught me how to say, okay, let me get rid of, let me apprehend that unhelpful thinking. And let me figure out how will I get this done when everything inside of my mind is saying, you know, start again tomorrow. This is stupid. This is ridiculous. Basically, it goes back to the fact that, Lucas, I don't really think you're powerful. Lucas, I don't think you're capable of accomplishing anything. I think you're capable, I think you're capable of accomplishing that which is convenient. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I think that that's the level of greatness is like, if I'm great, then I keep my word to myself. And Chris Juarez has taught us a lot, Jesse, is how can I keep my promises to you if I can't keep my promises to myself? Mm -hmm. 